Welcome to the Hit Factor. Tonight, we have all the all-stars. Uh, we left the slackers at home. We got Jeff, Sasquatch, and myself, Jeremy. Uh, Boomer is literally too old, and it's past his bedtime. And And he said his body hurt, like his shoulder hurt so much that he could not come on the podcast to talk about stuff. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else going on with Boomer, but send him your your condolences and well wishes, and let's see if we can get him back back to feeling better. Uh, Jeff was just telling us about his his Jeep uh, that he has said mm-hmm. is part of his soul, I believe. Which I mean, it's from yeah. Oklahoma, so it makes sense that a Jeep Cherokee. What year model is that one? It's a 91. See, I wish it was a 90 because then it would be the exact same age as me. But it's a 91. So. He'll also trade it for 500 bullets. No. I, I bet, won't trade it. I, I would not trade it. Might would. No, no. I would not trade it for anything shooting related. If you, if you had to sell it, what could you sell it? Are the tires worth more than the rest of the car combined? No. Tires are trash. <laughs> well, oh. what's it? What's it worth? Like five hundred bucks? I don't know. It's probably worth like fifteen hundred bucks, maybe. So let's see, scrap is what three hundred dollars a ton. So it's five tons. That's pretty heavy. That is heavy. Yeah, scrap wise, yeah, I could probably get like six hundred bucks for it. So is that? Uh, is it your plan that that's going to be Thea's first car? Like she's gonna drive. What size tires do you have on that thing? Oh God, no! That'd be super unsafe. <laughs> that'd be no. all right. No, that would not be all right. It's Oklahoma. Like that would be no. pretty normal. So I had some no. friends in high school. Oklahoma is like Oklahoma has like a weird thing with cars. At least they did. Is that like really? like? Yeah, it was like everybody would like they would live in like. Really, really cheap houses, but then you look out in the front of their, at their house, and they got like four or five like really nice cars. Like they would spend nothing on a house, but then they all drove nice cars. Like it was like not an option to not drive a nice car. Hold on, so that that is a common thing, yeah, of, of people that don't have any sense. Like they got to have a new truck, and then they live in like a shitty rental or something. Yeah, that's like so. That's like a pretty good description of, uh, like that's a like portion s- of the poverty level, right? That's like small people town that America. Live, yeah, it's I, like people. A lot of people that live in poverty have really nice vehicles. I see. I see that back home. It's like you, where's you back see, home? Kirksville. Nobody knows what Kirksville is. A little town in northeast Missouri, but like I, I know, I I like. When I was in college and stuff, like people uh, with the high school, with they'd have like a twenty-five or thirty thousand dollars a year job, and they're driving like a new forty thousand dollars truck, and you're like, "Math mm-hmm. doesn't add up there." Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like uh, USPSA shooters and and open guns, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. That's why I don't shoot open. I can't. No, that. but I would. I would not say that that's a. I don't think that's an Oklahoma thing, but I don't know. I've never lived anywhere but Oklahoma. But yeah, I see that a lot. You see a lot of people that live in like torn up rent houses or really trashy houses or trailer houses and uh you know drive like sixty thousand dollar vehicles. Not me. That shit doesn't make sense. 
the goddamn car payment on one of those would be more than my mortgage. Yeah, I live in a trashy house, and I have trashy vehicles. So, well, this is just your Oklahoma trash. Whatever. I've seen your truck. Yeah, my trucks. It's fancy. Awesome. It's fancy. It's a Ford. I mean, so that doesn't help things, but that's all right. Okay, so I got a I got a question for you guys because this I think this is maybe going to be pertinent to the vast majority of shooters in USPSA for the 2021 season. And you, you, I've, I've heard this a lot. Like, like when we had Travis on Travis Tomas and he was talking about like the year that he won nationals, he only, the army had him doing a bunch of stuff and he said he only shot like 8,000 rounds that year. And he, and that's, that's not that uncommon that you hear like a, a shooter have a really good year when they have pretty limited resources, uh, either limited access like Christian was on and you know he was only able to he said he could only go to the range on the weekends because uh, he's in college and I guess he lives in the frat house I think if I'm if I remember correctly and yeah. so so he couldn't shoot during the week so he's only shooting on the weekends and so I'm wondering if there is if it's possible that having limited resources available to you could be a positive thing. Because for like for me, like I have I have tried to set myself up. I've been in this long enough that I've set, I have a range in my backyard. Basically, I've got an automated press. Like so, loading ammo is not a big deal. I clean brass with a cement mixer. Uh, I've got access to bullets and ammo as much as I want. Obviously, I can build my own guns and that sort of stuff. So, access to shooting and resources is not. I'm only limited by my time. Is basically what what limits me. Um, but I wonder if, if having limited resources is going to force you to be more focused when you are on the range, it's going to force you to create a better plan or something like that. So what do you guys think? Well, you're also like a trophy husband, right? So you also have basically unlimited time. Yeah, basically. I don't ever work. Yeah. Yeah. You you build what, like a half a dozen Kimbers a year? (laughs) Uh, I mean... Well, first of all, like there's like I would have to work on a gun nonstop all year, like sixty hours a week, just to equal one Kimber. Just like to like the amount of time to get that sort of quality is just it's crazy what they're able to pump out. Um, crazy, yeah. Right. So, so, so my thoughts on it are: if you're if you're very limited, especially on the time constraint, is that you're you're gonna if you're only able to go the range less often you're probably showing up with a much better plan of exactly what you're doing you're much more focused and i think it also probably helps you with during your dry fire in between you're probably a lot more focused on what you're working on that you have a lot less wasted time where you're just going through the motions yeah so i mean i think i think sasquatch and i are both basically speaking here from i think because both of us for the last at least the last few years have had pretty much unlimited resources is that that fairly stated sasquatch so we're basically asking jeff here uh being the one with the most limited resources he has a kid uh he's got a he's got a job that he tries to work hard at well i don't know if he tries to work hard but he shows up at least uh Mm -hmm. and he doesn't shoot a lot of rounds. So what how do you how do you feel like like if you just had unlimited resources, do you think that'd be automatically a big leg up or no? 
Okay, so for me, like there are there are times, usually towards the end of the year, where my resources feel limited. But for the most part, time is my limiting factor anyway. Uh, I go out, you know, I go to the range once or twice a week, and I shoot three or four hundred rounds. I mean. I just, you know, I don't do it all year. I take a pretty good long off season. Uh, I do not shoot until it's good and warm because I hate the cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and then, you know, I only shoot from March or April until September, maybe October. Uh, so, yeah. So for me, primarily time is a limiting factor, but yes, I do shoot less where it, I don't find that the amount I shoot impacts uh, my training, really. Like, it's not really something I take in, into account. Like, I, I shoot as much as I need to, is basically what I'm saying. Uh, it's not like, oh, I only have 200 rounds, so I need to really focus on doing drills to maximize my rounds. I don't really think about that. Uh, it just happens that the amount of time I have fits the amount of rounds that I shoot. Okay, so, man, I teed it up for him. He just said no. Uh, yeah, it's it's not really something that affects me. Okay, so this year, though, it, it may affect you because you literally Maybe. have, like, zero primers at the moment. Okay, so, well, okay, so winding down to nationals, like, the last month. Yeah. It... It was something I did have to focus on. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I actually I think it was just the last two or three weeks. Yeah. Because I was I was hitting the range two or three times a week, and I I actually wrote it all out on a whiteboard. Like I knew exactly how many rounds I had. I planned the number of rounds per session that I was going to do, uh, ramping it up. Uh, two nationals. So I was I was very specific in those last few weeks. I only had. I think I had somewhere around 2,000 rounds that I could shoot. Yeah. And so I, I planned it out. Uh, but I think that is the first time I've ever had to do that was this last year. So, okay. So, and and you had a, I mean, I think by all, all accounts, you had a fantastic nationals. Do you feel that like having it that planned out and that that, that almost forced you to bring a little bit more focus to your practice sessions? It's like, hey, I don't have I don't have extra rounds to come back if this isn't good today. I need this to be good today. No, I don't really feel that way. Hmm. Uh, no, I just went and did the work. I mean, there wasn't like I got to make this work today. Uh, I mean, it either works or it doesn't. But yeah, I mean, I just went and and did the drills I wanted to. It's I don't I don't really ever feel like there's something in my shooting that's like, man, I need to really get this issue fixed out before two weeks from now. I mean, it's always just I just need to to shoot. I just need to put in the time and shoot. And then on the day I show up and that's how I shoot. Uh I don't know. I've never had something like, man, I need to have this figured out before this match. I, I don't think I've ever come into a match or been uh, preparing for a match with that mindset. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just like, these are the rounds I have. I'm going to shoot these, and if they can get me prepared for the match, that would be great. Uh, 
Yeah. But I don't I don't really feel like it, it has limited me in the past. And I don't really feel like it will limit me this next year because I'm probably actually going to shoot more than I did last year, this next year, assuming, assuming I can bum some primers off some people. That's some big assumptions right there. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So, but do you, do you all think that that people being, let's, okay, so then I guess the question then turns more to somebody that's like, myself or jared uh that maybe we do have a little bit more limited uh resources from what we have had in the past i think i think there could be some value in in that uh and that's not like if say you're used to shooting 40 50 000 rounds in a year i don't know how many of our listeners are used to that like i don't i just don't i just don't know but i think there's probably yeah. some probably not uh, many probably not a ton that shoot that much um but I I I do wonder because I know for me like myself like if I have a bad range range day I mean I I get pretty upset about it but I can just go back tomorrow like I can, or the next day or the next day or the next day like I can if I want to shoot seven days in a row if I want to shoot ten days in a row I can do that and that's you know I can do that if I feel that I need to in the past I've been able to do that whereas this year like I I don't think I'm going to have quite that quite the the resources or the time uh because i do have another kid coming uh so that's gonna i don't know what that's gonna do to my shooting career it may be over in february for, quite frankly uh one one <laughs> seem manageable i don't know if the second one's gonna be how manageable that's gonna be but Dude, i've heard i've heard one is one and two is three <laughs> that's what i'm afraid of i've heard that yeah yeah, we'll see. Uh, the, the you know the the wife this year with with just one was pretty like accommodating. Like, hey, yeah, you need to go shoot your matches, and and you're mm-hmm. gonna have to be gone some on weekends. And like handling one kid is like one thing, especially since he's like two this year. Like they can, you know, you know, you can turn on Lion King if she needs a, an hour reprieve, and he'll watch Lion King while she cleans the dishes mm-hmm. or something. Right. Right. Just. Did you explain to her that it's your job to make them, her job to raise them? <laughs> mm. I I have not. Uh, my wife is a medical professional, and she knows lots of ways and has access to lots of like drugs and stuff <laughs> that she could just kill me or or just like maim me like mm. very very badly for for the rest of my yeah. life. So I I try not to tell her things like you, that. You don't. Have- you don't have to worry about that unless you see a new life insurance policy you don't remember signing up for coming in. Yeah, exactly. Like, honey, when did we get this million-dollar life insurance policy? <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. So, but I, I do think that, uh, I do think, like, if people are going to have limited rounds, uh, limited limited access to that, uh, do what Jeff did. Like, don't just... Oh, I've only got seven thousand rounds this year, and just go shoot willy nilly. Like you got to know, okay, seven thousand rounds. My shooting season's going to be eight months long or seven months long. I only got a thousand rounds a month, so like go into that yeah. with like plan that out. I do think you were able to be successful partly because you did plan those last few weeks out. Whereas if you hadn't, then you might have shot a whole bunch early on, or yeah. or maybe not Fair shot enough, as yeah. much because you were afraid to run out. You know, uh, yeah. I think there there or, there could be some value to that. Or I might have stayed at the range too long and burned my hands up. Who exactly. Knows? 
Yeah. Yeah, I think there could be some some value in in shooting less. Maybe just for people that haven't really tried having a focused practice, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. if it actually does force them to be have a focused practice, but like myself, I feel like I always pretty much have a focused practice. Like I always know what I'm doing uh, before they get there. I have about roughly a 15 to 20 minute drive out there. I'm always thinking about it really hard on the way out there, what I'm going to set up, what I'm going to shoot, and not only what I'm going to shoot, but what I'm going to be focusing on while I shoot. Uh, so yeah, I think if shooting less makes you focus on those things, I think you will have a better year. But if you try to do the same thing you've been doing with less bullets, I think you'll have a worse year. Yeah. So wisdom, the best of wisdom it. coming I mean, from Jed. Yeah, I mean, Calton. Everybody, <laughs> Calton. Yeah, everybody's going to be in the same boat this year, pretty much. Yeah, I'm curious to see what match turns out looks like. Yeah, there there are a few who uh, won't have to deal with it as bad, but so we'll see. We'll see. I I look forward to the challenge of next year. It's been a crazy year. Next year, I don't really expect next year to be any less crazy, honestly. Uh, you know, everyone's like, glad 2020's over. Oh, man, I bet 2021 is going to be wild. So, Yeah, I don't think the Earth is on this, uh, This oh, it's a new year, so we're just going to automatically reset, hit the restart yeah. button, and we're back man, to normal. As nice as that would be, as nice as that would be, I don't think... It's gonna happen. No. What do you think, Jared? Did you did you already throw in on this topic? I thought I answered it. Well, you answered Jeff it for wasn't you. Paying attention. You answered it for you, though. Okay. Well, as far as but what like, do you think about I, for other people? For other people, uh, yeah. I think anybody that's very serious about the sport is going to figure out a way. So people that are training on a regular basis and shooting big matches, they might have to cut back a little bit on shooting, but they're going to figure out a way to do it. Uh, the people who aren't very serious, they might go find another hobby. They might not be as involved in the future. They might just quit shooting while ammo's hard yeah. to get. But I- anybody who's very serious about the sport and anybody who's been around through a presidential election cycle before probably was already well-stocked on components to at least get through the year. They might not get to train three days a week. They might have trained once a week, or they might have to train every other week instead of once a week, but they're they're going to be prepared. I think you'll see some of the more casual competitors falling off. Yeah, I uh, think you're right. If, if, you're, if you're focused in your training, you can, still, you can get a lot done with 10,000 rounds. Yeah, I agree. I'm curious if you think like, so let's say you are pretty limited on rounds. Is there a point where like you start shooting fewer big matches because like, and you're saving those rounds to train for uh, like the, the big matches that you care the most about? Well, I, I could see that kind of going hand in hand uh, I, with travel could potentially be complicated still next year. Mm-hmm. So there's always a chance where maybe you were planning to fly to Florida for 
a match that you don't shoot because one ammo and two just traveling is is harder than it used to be um so i can certainly see some cuts there and i think if i was super limited cutting out a couple of majors is probably a good way to cut back and conserve ammo because it's not just it's not really the ammo you're shooting at the match but if you're flying somewhere to shoot a match, you're obviously pretty serious about it. So you're going to train up for that match. You're going to shoot more before that match. So cutting that match out might save you a couple thousand rounds that are better used, you know, training up for nationals. Yeah. So do you guys think it would be better? Like you are limited, say you're, you're pretty limited on rounds and you don't really have enough to like train hard all year. Do you kind of, do you shorten your season? Do you take just like, okay, I'm going to shoot, like if you care about na- Nationals is the match you care about, do you save it for like the couple months before Nationals and shoot, you know, two or three matches before that and train hard before that? And then your shooting season's only, maybe it's only three months long, but you kind of train like normal for those three months? Or do you train real sparsely for a longer stretch, do you guys think? I think I think you still train on a regular basis, but maybe one one idea and option that I would consider is – if you normally just train pretty straight through, just plan a couple of weeks off here and there throughout the year. Like, let's say you have a match, let's say you have nationals at the beginning of May for production and your next match is not till middle of June. Well, maybe you take two weeks off after nationals, go do something with the family, relax a little bit. If and you'll conserve a little ammo that way, I don't think it's a big cut in your season. Well, let's just say you're only like your only nationals is the high cap in what October, I think it is. Let's say that's mm. that's your only like that's the only nationals you're going to shoot, but you would normally start shooting in April and shoot kind of you know a bunch of other um, other majors all through that. Would you still do that, or would you kind of just wait until mid June and then pick it up in mid June? What I would do is I would start shooting the locals I normally shoot once it warms up. And get back to dry firing, but maybe wait a few weeks to start live fire practice. So if your nationals is in October and you're not shooting a major till June, um, you know, start start shooting your locals when it warms up, probably March, April for most people, and then probably start training the first of May. Jeff, what do you think? So you remember when I brought this up a while back when I thought I was only going to have 10,000 rounds for last year. We had this almost exact same conversation. And I asked y'all mm. if it would be more beneficial to have light practice all year or shorten the season and practice really hard for like two months up to nationals. Dude, I can't remember that. What did we say? Did we say something smart? Um, I mean, you told me not to shorten my season. I'm pretty sure that's what what it came to. And I didn't shorten my season. So maybe you're right. I think it depends a little bit on the person too. Like you're obviously at a very high skill level. Yeah. We were talking to you specifically. Uh, I don't remember what we told you, but if if we're talking in general, whoever listener, I think I would stick more with like what I said. Also, yours was not related to unable to get components. It was basically the same thing. I couldn't afford components. Yeah, exactly. it wasn't really any different. He couldn't. Yeah, it didn't really it doesn't really matter if you don't have the money to buy it. Like you can't you can't purchase them whether they're there or not. He could have got a part time job over the winter. He could have sold the Jeep. 
No, it's part of my soul. He could have put his daughter up for adoption. I mean, he could have found a way. She's almost, (laughs) like, I feel like she talks well enough. She's almost old enough. She could probably get some kind of part-time job. Yeah. Start paying some rent. It's about time. Pays her dues. That's right. You know, she's almost two and a half, so. That's, yep. Time to get a job. When I was her age. (laughs) (laughs) So I think like, so if, if in the scenario I'm thinking more of is if you say you normally shoot 30,000 rounds over a eight month season. And now this year you've only got 10,000 rounds. Mm -hmm. I think I would tend to, I think I would shorten my season. If I don't like, like I don't like nationals is in October and that's the only match. I like, that's the match I really want to shoot well at. Mm-hmm. I think I would shorten my season. Uh, and that but might mean wh- that I shoot, I might, I mean, I might shoot a match in May mm-hmm. uh, and then take all of June off, right? Or maybe June, mm-hmm. and makes maybe take six weeks, June and half of July, and then yeah. try to ramp up again for that. Um, but what what would that do to your psyche though, right? So like the match pressure, because like mm-hmm. nationals is already the most, intense pressure that you have so Mm -hmm. then how much more would it be if you shorten your season and like put even more emphasis on this is the thing of the year and then you had like less training for it like how much more pressure would you put on yourself in that situation i mean like okay like if it's me like i don't necessarily know that that's gonna put more pressure i mean like i already like nationals is the only match i care about I mean, like, that's, like, like, I'm already in that boat. I can, I'm already, like, I've already, like, said that, like, out loud, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, because that was almost what my season was like this year anyway. It was like you ran, I ramped up at the beginning of the season thinking Nationals was going to be early on, Mm -hmm. and then it got canceled last minute. So, then it was like, okay, it's not till September and October. And so, then it's like you just had this big, long spell, and then you kind of had to ramp up for, for the end of it all wham bam right in a row right yeah yeah i don't know i i mean i think that's i think it's interesting like what you what you do there because i like it i mean that's tough like only ten thousand rounds for it for a year like to spread that out over eight months would be pretty tough yeah and i ended up shooting more than that that was just the discussion at the time but. yeah yeah but also, like, I think we had that discussion when Nationals single stack was supposed to be in May, yeah, right? I think so, yeah, because because we were going to have to start the season so early. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah, so it was like, okay, do I just burn all 10,000 rounds before Nationals and then I don't shoot for the rest of the year? Yeah, pretty much. It was like, be done shooting for the year by, you know, the end of spring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I do like if you do have limited resources, it may be good practice, like like Jared is saying a little bit, to go ahead and shoot your local matches even when you're not practicing around outside of it, outside of dry yeah. fire. Let's let's assume you're going to dry fire, you're going to keep dry firing and stuff, but yeah. go ahead and keep your shoot your local matches, reserve that 125, 150 rounds, whatever it is for those, and that way you almost like you get to practice shooting a match with without practice yeah right like like so that you're not used to just oh i got a match coming up i'm gonna shoot 700 rounds this week to to make sure i'm i'm tuned up uh just 
get used to being cold going into a match and see where your your baseline is at and see what you can fix with dry fire rather than having having to rely on live fire to do that right yeah yeah i think i think there's gonna be a lot of people in that boat that are trying to do that they're 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 like jared said they're either going to be not shooting this year like they're just gonna not shoot because they they Mm -hmm. don't feel like they can practice or they're gonna have to try to figure out how to do it with with less resources so i'd love to see people do it with less resources if if possible and i i think they can excel at that even in that scenario no, the the people I was referring to that would probably just you know walk away from the sport for a while are not the people that I would expect to see practicing. It's more the guys who only shoot matches. You know, they go buy Shields or Walmart or wherever and buy a couple hundred rounds of ammo the Friday before the Saturday match. Like those guys, you're probably going to see a lot less of them, especially at locals. Not, the guys yeah. that are pretty serious about shooting majors and stuff and already reload, they're probably going to be prepared and. Especially when you talk to the, you know, the average competitor that shoots five or ten thousand rounds a year, they probably already have the components. So most of them are probably aren't hurting. I have seen some people that they're just they're just less serious shooters, right? They just do this for fun, but uh, they do reload. They, uh, but they don't necessarily practice that much. But they shoot they shoot all the locals and they go to majors basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they reload and uh, do all that. But I have seen them say, "Yeah, if I can't find components, we'll just we'll just pick it up in 2022." It's not something we're gonna fret about, right? Yeah. So yeah, and I Sasquatch, get that. I I think Sasquatch is giving more people more credit than they deserve as far as having like a supply of components like stocked away. I yeah. don't think there's. I think there's. Way more people that don't have that are scrambling right now. Okay, to find so, stuff. Yeah, speaking on that, here's a tip for the future. Regardless of how many rounds you shoot a year, decide what the minimum amount you need is, and start making that your like reserve stock. So for me personally, in the past, it used to be tw- enough stuff to load twenty thousand rounds. I never worried about bullets because bullets normally are not terrible to get. Now we're seeing that that's different, so those are going to be added to my reserve stock. But in the past, I've always kept enough powder, and enough primers, and ordered more before I got to the reserve stock for loading twenty thousand rounds. I figured worst case scenario, I could have a full season on twenty thousand rounds. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's keep a year's supply on hand at all times. And yeah, it's not, it's really not that much to keep. I mean, you're talking normal prices. You're talking like $600 worth of primers and like $300 worth of powder. So yeah, it's 900 bucks. It's not nothing, but if you plan it out over the year, it's not hard to get there. Dude, go buy diapers every month and wipes and tell me how hard it is. (laughs) I, I don't do that because I bought Trojans instead. (laughs) <laughs> that that's a good best return on investment you can imagine yeah that's a good trade-off <laughs> I, don't have anything, I don't have anything after that I have, no, I, have, I have no response to that no all right so this is going to be our first episode of 2021 do we have anybody got like yeah have y'all made like new year's resolutions or anything like that for 2021 not not new year's resolutions but i've for me personally, I've started kind of planning out like what I'm going to do to start getting back into training mode. 
So I'll start dry firing probably just like five minutes, 10 minutes, two or three times a week. Uh, started getting my mindset back into training. So I've been uh, reading Match Mentality. I'm going to read Charlie's book as soon as I get a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, started kind of getting back into the training mindset. So, you know, reading some shooting books, getting my new guns ready. Uh, I'll start dry firing a little bit. And then I'll slowly, when it, when the weather starts to warm up, I'll actually start shooting. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. So I am reading Match Mentality right now as well. I got it for Christmas. So I'm about halfway through that. I have started dry firing. Uh, I'm starting with 10 minutes every morning. Uh, along with my other morning routine. Also, starting this year, uh, as I talked about before, I'm doing a transformation challenge. Uh, Body transformation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I got to take my before pictures next week. It's been fun. We will put them up on the podcast page. You want to put my before pictures up? Yep. Yep. All right. I mean, I've been... He's been pounding the candy. Yeah, I've been gaining weight at an exponential rate. Uh, Okay, I wanted to address this. This bothers me. Okay, so people say to me all the time when they see me out, like, oh, you're just, you're just skinny. Or they see me like run around a stage and they're like, oh, you're athletic and you're skinny and it's genetic and all this. Okay, no. Y'all have no idea how, how hard I work and I am disciplined. Okay, and, and Jeremy knows this. I can be as fat as I want to be. Okay, <laughs> like in the, in the last month or two, I've gained like, 12 pounds for this challenge because I want to look really stupid at the beginning of it. But the point is you can look how you want to look, but you need to be disciplined. I can be skinny and fit or I can be fat and unfit. I can do both. I'm not just naturally fit and thin. Yeah. If Jeff gave into like all of Jeff's eating urges, like, he he would be three hundred pounds. Yes. Like if he if he ate like he wants to eat, like he would just be three hundred pounds. Yeah. Yes. I did, they- I did not grow up. I did not grow up in a household where anybody was fit. Uh, and my genetics are not fit. My dad's the same height as me, and all growing up, he was about three fifty, I think. So I think to help his discipline. We'll have to start up like an Amazon gift page and put a bunch of candy and stuff on there and <laughs> Oreos. And and listeners Bro. can just send could just send Jeff like Oreos and candy bars. Y'all should do that and then I will pound them when this thing is over. Just do a live stream <laughs> pounding candy. Dude, I love Oreos, but like Jeff will eat a pack of Oreos in a sitting. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. One time uh my wife left town for something and I ate two packs of Oreos. I can do it. No problem. Two sweets don't like, bother me. Like two packs my stomach, in what time frame? My stomach loves them. I don't remember, but it was one night. <laughs> oh my god. It was a pack, like a full size pack of regular Oreos and then a second pack of chocolate covered Oreos. So Oh it, gosh. 
that that is insane. If I was like really pounding the Oreos, I could probably eat like one row of the pack in a single like night, but that would be it. Yeah, that's pathetic. No, okay, so Jeff's superpower is he can eat two packs of Oreos in one night. Sasquatch's superpower is he can drink like twenty beers and <laughs> Yeah. Still like function. Like he's like it's like not. Oh yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, well, and I would be dead if I drank 20 beers. It's light beer. It's basically water. <laughs> okay, sure. I don't, and I don't have superpowers. I'm just a mere mortal. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, I'm getting in the mode for shooting. I've already got my morning routine all written out. I started this week. Get up, things I want to look at when I wake up. Uh, the workouts I'm going to do during the week, the dry fire I'm going to do during the week, the journaling and reflection I'm going to do after that, after the workout, after my dry fire. Uh, uh, can I we do- share these? Can we share these journal entries? I mean, I'll share them at the end of the year. Like how no, much like I've during the week. Sure. I mean, they're pretty boring. It's just like how much time I put in and what I worked on. Oh, you're not like talking about like, well, today I felt like I felt this and I thought about rainbows and it gave me energy. And so then I got, I got five extra pushups in the day. You've been reading my journal? You've been reading my journal? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is just like a documentation journal. Okay. This isn't the, the, the rainbows and unicorns is in my other journal. Well then, we want you to share that journal. That's no, that's, that's super personal. See. Super personal, <laughs> dude. That's hey, you're in a public life now. You don't get to have personal anymore. So the thing that I haven't planned out yet that I'm still wanting to do is to get super specific with what I'm dry firing on what days, what I'm going to practice on what days, and then also adding in uh, some coordination and. Uh, What's the other word? The I can't think of the word. That like athletics. Uh, what is the friggin' word for like agility? Jeez, agility training. Yeah. So I'm wanting to like add in coordination and agility training. So I haven't really planned out uh, the details of my shooting specific training, but I have planned out my physical like workout training. And I know how much time I'm going to be putting forth to dry fire for the next week or two. So I have a week or two to figure out uh, to get more specific on my training. But yeah, I've I've already got uh, a plan for the next week or two. So I'm excited. I'm getting pretty amped about training and improving and kicking Jeremy's ass. That's pretty impressive that you like, that you have that planned out like that uh, so much. How do you plan? I've to tried kick- that, but I don't. I don't st- stick with like a plan. Like, like so. I we can get back, we can get back to Jared's question because he's going to ask how you how you're going to plan on kicking my butt. Which like he's already done it, so he just just he's just going to keep doing but the same. He's not thing. shooting your division anymore. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. So he got scared. He's like the, he's like the kid that like runs up. And like slaps like the big kid in the back of the head, like in the hallway, and then runs off. Right, like that's basically what he did this year. He just ran up, like smacked me back of the head, and then ran off. 
But did it two days in a row. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> hey, you can come shoot minor. You can come shoot minor, and we can just right there. It's true. Anyway, uh, so when you're planning stuff out like that, are you super rigid with it? Like, even if you feel like, okay, I had this plan that I'm supposed to work on this at the range today, but I feel like this is what's lacking. So, like, will you change your plan or do you pretty much stick to what your plan says? Yeah. So, I haven't really got that. I haven't got to the live fire uh, designing the training part for that yet or specifics on it. That's what I'm saying. I haven't got specific on uh, my training yet. All I know right now is what I'm putting towards dry fire uh, in the mornings. And I know that I'm keeping it super basic for the time being. Gotcha. But yeah, I agree with you. Uh, last year, I tried to get a little more specific. And yeah, it would be like you go out, you shoot, and you notice some other inefficiency. And then you want to work on that. Or you go shoot a match and you're like, okay, we need to change the plan. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm going to try to not do that this year. Uh, but you're going to try again, to not change your plan, like to s- just stick yeah. to your plan all year. Yeah. So we'll see. I have not designed my shooting plan yet. And I've never designed one before. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited. That should be good. Yeah. Should be. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, as far as like all that, it's like, prepping up to like to start shooting and stuff. I'm not anywhere near like starting to do that. It's still freaking cold where I'm at. Uh, and like I said, I've got another kid coming in February. So that's shooting is a little bit still on the back burner. And I don't know what it's going to look like after February. I know I've got, I'm going snow skiing next week. So like, I mean like that's like my most immediate thing is I'm going snow skiing and hoping not, hopefully not tearing up my knee, but right doing yeah. that. Hopefully getting a couple more ski trips in this year. Uh, my The only thing I have really is my like my New Year's resolution for next year as far as shooting is to record myself more often. Like I, I got pretty lazy with it this year. Um, I don't think I have – I have maybe a couple stages from matches like all year like recorded. Like I just yeah. don't – I don't have any. And then – like practice is one where like I really need to like it takes a little bit of time to set up a camera and like you got to go hit play and then go stop it and go you know kind of review it and watch it and that sort of stuff but man most people I think like if you spend much time like watching good shooters you know what good shooting looks like and if you will record yourself and video yourself you can probably fix a lot of things that what you feel you are doing you're not actually doing yeah or you're ignoring you're ignoring things that you are so my my goal is to get video at least one video of every practice session that i have whether that's dry fire live fire whatever try to get at least one one video that i watch and look at um yeah and i think that'll help keep me focused uh, like we kind of we talk, we're talking about with fewer resources that'll help keep me focused uh help make sure i'm staying analytical on everything that i'm doing and because like i i love watching video and and breaking down it's like okay yeah there's this kind of small little thing that you do it's like okay i need to do that and then hopefully kind of produce a little bit more content maybe for the yeah for the podcast page too i think that'll be be good yeah people can i i agree have some I, videos um, to make fun of because i've taken 
uh, like short clips of dry fire and stuff in the past. And just the, the small clips that I've done, like I immediately notice a weird hitch I have in my draw or something like that. Uh, a yep. draw or a reload. It's like, why, why am I throwing my elbow out like that? Or like, that's stupid and uh, it's extra movement. So just a few videos I've taken uh, and you watch that video, you just have to watch it one time. You know, you watch that video yeah. one time and you see the inefficiency and you see the goofiness of the movement. And then you kind of subconsciously think about it and you don't, you can, you can correct it without a whole lot of effort. If you just, you think about that video and just think not to do that. So it, it can be super, super helpful when it comes to streamlining uh, your movement or any, anything mechanical, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of value to it. And na- and nowadays, like when I first started in the sport, like not every phone had cameras on it. Like it was, like you actually what? bought like a, a, yeah. Yeah, we were using like Whoa. like little, yeah, we were using like little like separate camcorder, like not camcorders, like not like VHS. They were digital, but like people had bought like these little, like you would actually buy cameras. So a little bit yeah. more of pains. Then you had to like, you had to buy, then you had to download the video and then upload it to your computer and right. there's a little bit of pain. But with phones nowadays, like in the quality video that you get just so easily, just you literally just hit play and then you can watch it back. Um, that That's an incredibly valuable resource that is probably worth a lot of rounds downrange of either practicing more correctly or not practicing something wrong that you just don't know you're doing it wrong. Um unless you video yourself or have a coach there, which most people can't afford to have a coach. So that's, yeah. that's my big goal for, uh, for this coming year is to, to video more stuff. And the matches for me is tough because it's almost like a, it's a bit of a distraction. Like even if you're with the buddy, like I hate asking yeah. somebody else to video for me and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do, do a better job of it this year. Yeah. Well, that's just, that's why you need to just like have a designated video, right? Like you don't, you ask them once at the beginning of the day and then you don't think about it and you just hope they're doing their job all day. Yeah. That's that's what you need. I think that's what we did at area three. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's what, it's what we did. So like if, if Jeff and I shoot together and stuff, then that's no problem. Like if you're shooting with somebody, you know, especially, Hey, I'll video you, you video me. And yeah. Jeff and I work because C and R, we tend to not be right after each other in the shooting order. Right, yeah. Yep, and that, that's what me and some of the other local guys, we, when we shoot together, we'll do. It's just, it makes it easy because you can give them your phone one or two shooters before you're up so you don't have to think about it. And you can just focus on the shooting side of it. Yeah. Yeah. But the, you know, I, I film pretty much every single stage I ever shoot. And I definitely don't post anywhere near all of them. Most of it is for my own review. Right. It's definitely more educational than it is probably entertaining for most people. Yeah, for sure. All right. So y'all got anything extra right now? I thought we could do just like end of year thoughts. Just like if you want to throw anything out there about this year, 
how it went, struggles, encouragement, uh, anything about this year. So this will be our episode that airs in 2021, very first one, and we're recording it in 2020. So any big thoughts regarding this year? This stroke, I mean, it's been a crazy freaking year. Crazy. Well, if if I'm going to talk about like on straight on shooting. You don't have to talk about straight on shooting. Whatever you want, Jared. I know you get uncomfortable not talking about <laughs> shooting, but whatever you want to talk about. End of year recap. What do you want to say to your people, Sasquatch? I don't really have anything else. That's fine. Life was life was good otherwise this year. My shooting was less than ideal, but everything else went pretty well this year. Dude, if your year went good other than shooting, that's awesome. Well, you, you do have to remember that my business is selling guns. Right. So yeah. Yeah. The, so your jo- your job was like, booming. Like the entire year has been a good year for selling guns. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Good. Jeremy? Like end of year thoughts. Uh twenty twenty was just such a weird year because like there was so much like starting and stopping. Right? Like it's like, okay, mm-hmm. years going, okay, now there's COVID, nobody can do anything. It's like, okay, when are we gonna do something? Okay, now you're doing stuff again and then now okay, COVID's back and Everything shut down again, and then, oh crap! Biden won, or maybe won, or cheated to win. I don't know. Uh, and but he's <laughs> going to probably be president. And what is like? Are we going to be able to shoot for next year? Like, what you know? Like, so 2020, 2020 is for me just been a year like a whole bunch of like stopping and starting. And yeah, the the good thing about for me the good thing about twenty twenty is like. My kid is growing and like it's cool because like I'm seeing lots of like progression, like the difference for where he's at from the beginning of 2020 to where he's at now. Uh, Like he's like starting to like do potty training and stuff like that, which is like, man, like a step towards not having diapers. Uh, That that seems like so we're we're trending upwards uh, from that standpoint. Right. But then 2021, it's like I get to start over and and uh, with. A little girl and we get to do all that again and so that i don't know that'll be interesting um shooting season yeah it wasn't it hasn't been my favorite shooting season um but i think there's like i think there maybe maybe 2021 can be it can be kind of i can use 2020 as kind of a good a good reminder to kind of uh refocus like okay 2020 you were kind of maybe not as focused like you were maybe still intense but not focused if that makes sense like yeah. the i feel like the work was still there but maybe maybe the focus wasn't where it needed to be so 2021 is hopefully going to be intense but still but maybe a little bit more focused uh and hopefully 2021 we can bring some more confidence into that into that year of shooting than than where we yeah. ended 2020 at yeah that was good. This year was freaking crazy for me, man. Uh, emotionally, this was the craziest, most devastating, most fulfilling, uh, 
year of my life. It was ridiculous. Uh, you know, I this is the best shooting year I've ever had. It was only like your third one, so. Yeah, but, you know, hopefully next year's better. But, I mean, this year, I won a lot of matches. I did really well at nationals, two nationals. Uh, could be a career highlight. I don't know. It might be the best year I ever have. So, that's crazy for me. Uh, on top of that, you know, that's that's the positive. Well, another positive is like my little girl, like you're saying, uh, it's just incredible having a little girl growing up. She's learning new things and she's, she's my first kid. Yeah. She's like two and she speaks whole sentences. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's incredibly intelligent and a little butthole, <laughs> but yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And this is my first kid. So you people out there with multiple kids, uh, you probably understand what I'm talking about and how naive I am. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I feel um, the same way. Yeah. So that's been absolutely incredible. The downfalls this year. Oh, man. I mean, the virus. I can't see any of my friends. Can't go hang out with anybody. My, my job is super isolated. On top of that. You know, my, my grandpa had a stroke this year. My dad went on dialysis this year. My best friend died this year. It's been crazy, man. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. So, uh, if you're in that boat and you've had a ridiculous year, just know that you're not alone. It's... It's been ridiculous. So, here's to 2021, and I'll take a drink. More bourbon in 2021. I would also take here, a drink, here. but but my glass is empty. <laughs> Imagine that his his glass got empty before we finished the podcast. Imagine that. <laughs> anyway, that's that's all I had. Just a message to the people. Uh, Keep carrying on. Let's keep doing it. Keep a lookout for Jeff's body formation photos in 2021. Oh. When's when's the due date? Like when do you gotta like post your finished? Finished? Well, it's 12, 12 weeks. And I start on it starts on the 15th, I think. Yeah. So you got so. you've got like 15 more days to pack on the pounds. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna slow her down because it got a bit out of control over the holidays bro yeah I love it. <laughs> dude i smashed all the candy and my wife's well, candy <laughs> and my little kid's candy because obviously she's too little to have all her candy that's true <laughs> yeah the withdrawals that you go through when when oh. january 16th gets here <laughs> is gonna be that's gonna be interesting it's gonna be intense because, like, you're going, like, no sugar, no alcohol, no nothing, right? Uh, no, I'm not going to do no sugar. And, no, I'll have whatever I want. It just needs to be in moderation. Oh, so you're going more, like, on a calorie count. Yeah, we're just going to do a calorie count. Obviously, better foods are going to fill you up more. But if I need a glass of bourbon, I will get one. I like it. 
I like it. So what's your daily calorie uh, intake going to be? Uh, I think I'm going to start at 2,500. Go from there. Seems like a lot. All right. Pinch it off. That's a wrap. 2020 is done. So this is the first episode y'all hear 2021. Have a fantastic year. Make it great. Be happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop recording, damn it. <laughs>